Welcome into Off the Cuff Sports. Hope you had a good week. Those of you teachers that finally finished the semester, congratulations. Hope you've got some well-deserved rest by this point. We'll get started here, as always. How we doing, fellas? Good. Two and one. I'm... Yeah, doing good, doing good. All right. Move to the team in distress. I think we all can agree as of right now, the team in distress is the Miami Heat. Just getting, they're getting destroyed right now. I mean, but that was expected. No, I don't think it was. I think they, I was expected for them to lose, but I don't think it was expected for them to get blown out like this when the Hawks, when the, when the, excuse me, the Bucks never seemed to show up in the playoffs. I picked the Bucks to go to the finals, but, um, I mean, I get what you're saying. It, yeah. it should be a little bit closer. Yeah, it, I mean, with um, everybody in that organization, like Pat Pat Riley, don't don't lose games like that in the playoffs. Well, they they messed up. They lost this series during the off season when they didn't re-sign all of their valuable bench yeah. players. You know, and they but, kept uh, what's his name? Uh, was that white boy? Oh. Uh, Solo's love partner, the three-point wow. shooter. You talking about Tyler Hero? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, Ty- yeah, yeah, Hero, yeah. Tyler Hero. Yeah. They, they, right. they, they, they said that when James Harden was on the table, they would give, the, they would give anything the Rockets wanted except for Tyler Hero. And how's that looking now? Well, they're about. Or they're about to get Kawhi in the offseason, so they'll be okay. No, well, of course. He's going to jump ship. You know, he doesn't stay anywhere for too long anymore. Clippers have finally figured it out and won a game. They're going to win the series, too. Oh, 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 oh you think they're going to rock off four straight right now? Is that what you're saying? I mean, not not four straight, but they're, they'll win in seven. They're not going to win in seven, bros. They're not winning this series. Like I'll give them six games. They that's it. But like they nah. It's over. It's only two one. Y'all act like it's it's like a three one or three zero right now. If you understand that, it, yeah, it's two one, and then next mm-hmm. game when it's three one, then it'll then it'll be over. Or can we just go ahead and say yeah, that they can't stop? They cannot stop a twenty two year old. Uh, Slovenian or whatever the hell he is, they can't stop him. That's that's not your job to stop him. He's going uh, to get yeah. his regardless. Your job is to stop uh, what's his name, Tim Hardaway Jr. from dropping thirty on you. Like well, that should never would, happen. It's going to happen as long as they're defensive. Like I love Talu, but the defensive game plan is pretty bad because when you are saying okay we're running and we're doubling Luka and all he has to do is make the right basketball move by passing away from the double team okay and those guys are going to be wide open I mean those guys are getting wide open shots and they are NBA players like so it's not far-fetched to ask a guy that's good enough to play in the league to hit a wide open jump shot not contested or anything because they can't stop the 22 year old from dropping triple doubles Meaningful triple doubles. Is, is that a shot at somebody there, Solomon? Nah, I'm just saying. Triple, you sure that's not a shot of 
Anybody in particular? To the one's playoffs? averaging, one's averaging thirty-one ninety-nine, and he's got two wins under his belt. The other one is averaging, I want to say, like twenty-one ten and nine and a half, and he has no playoff wins right now. Hmm. I wonder who you could be talking about there. Uh, what do we think about the the budding rivalry for the Knicks and the Hawks right now? We're taking fanhood out of it. I know, uh, just you know, nobody's fans of these teams. This well, I'm a fan of the Knicks, so. But but in an unbiased aspect, I love it. I love the back and forth. I mean. Trey Trey Young just talking all that trash to the Knicks fans. Other than the, the, the Knicks fans spitting on him, that was that's garbage, and I'm glad he got banned for life. But uh, in general, I, I kind of like you know teams not being nice to each other. Uh, reminds me of the old Yankees Red Sox days where you were guaranteed a bench clearing brawl every single series. I guess my thing with it, like, yes, it's nice to see them go back and forth, but neither of these teams are legitimate contenders. So this oh, no, is like no. watching. That's, but that's that's why this 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 makes this was makes the series interesting to watch because this is fun to watch, knowing that these teams aren't going to do anything. This is the only. This gives you a reason to watch, you know, during this throughout the series. Yeah, I I guess for me it would be a little more interesting if it was like a a team like the 76ers or Nets or Bucks going at it like that. But to know that despite what happens this series, the next series, they're going to get bounced and it's not going to be close. Um, it kind of, you know, it doesn't make me as interested or that involved in the matchup. I guess it's good to watch. I'm I'm glad that is one competitive series compared to the rest of the Eastern Conference games. But yeah, it, but but that I mean, logically speaking, the four or five series should be the most competitive one, right? Like if if that should be the most if if it's not the most competitive one, you have an issue. I mean. If your four or five can't be a, a, a drag out series, uh, you got you got you need you need to have a little bit more parity within your your conference there. But you know, that is what it is. Uh, what's our initial thoughts coming out of this? Uh, who's who do we think is going to pull out of uh, the first round? Uh, I definitely think what the Lakers have figured out, and they're going to pull it out and jump over the Suns who just don't have playoff experience. Um, I think the Clippers are done. I don't see them. I don't, I don't see a lot out of them right now. Brooklyn obviously is going to make it past Boston. They gave them that one uh, and they're going to keep moving forward. Uh, Philly obviously is going to move forward. In my opinion, Milwaukee is definitely going to move forward. Uh, I think, I think, I think all of our predictions have been um, pretty yeah. solid. I think the only disagreement is made with the Clippers over the Mavericks, but everybody, you know, everyone else is who we expect to right. make it through. And we, and we, we knew coming in that uh, Knicks and Hawks was going to be a toss-up series. Right. And, and, but at the end of the day, it wasn't immaterial who came out of that anyways. So, 
I think we're good on that. Um, we'll move on to some of the off-the-court drama that we're at these games, uh, talking about fans in the stands, uh, Philly fan throw, uh, throwing popcorn on top of Westbrook as he's walking off the court, uh, New York fan spitting on Trey Young. Now, both of these guys have been permanently banned from their respective stadiums, but, I mean, first and foremost, of the teams that are in the – in the playoffs, are we surprised that these are the two fan bases that are issues? I mean, I, I expect Boston to get in there. At well, some yeah, point. Boston's. But but of the, if you were going to pick two, these would be one of the two that you would pick. I yeah. mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Philly threw They're snowballs home. at Santa Claus, so you know. Yeah, Knicks fans are terrible. Can't all take the, them nowhere. All New York fans are, are I won't say all, but in the New York fan base, you're going to have trash fans. You are. It's it's real. And that's not just for for basketball. It's for football and definitely baseball. That's, that's just what you've got. But Boston's got it too. Philly's got Philly's bad. Philly's really bad on all their sports. Um But, I mean, and then there's other ones that aren't great, but, like, I mean, you've got the cowboy fans that are just, you know, they lack reality. But other than that, they're not bad fans necessarily. <laughs> they lack reality. <laughs> you're, you're noticeably quiet today, Solo. What are, what are your thoughts with this? How can we fix the fan problem? Oh, shaming them. I'm a big proponent of shaming people, plastering their face on national TV. Nothing does better than, you know, a public shaming. That's my opinion. But at the same time, I mean, they get their name on TV and everybody knows their name. So, I mean, some of, the, some of these egotistical people might see that as a win is getting their name everywhere just by spitting on somebody. And they and they might uh, say that I mean there's no there's no doubt they're saying that they they actually might see it as a win. However, I don't know. Sometimes I think a good old like I know it's gonna come off saying this the wrong way, but like a good old fashioned bullying never really hurt anybody that, you know, kind of deserves it. Right. Yeah, you know, a good old fashioned sh uh shaming. Would probably wouldn't hurt some of these people. It probably would make them even better people. Brings them back down to reality and kind of lets them know, like, hey, I can't treat people like crap. It's just my opinion. Like I said, the guy that that had all the 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 stuff to say, like in Utah, to like John Morant's family. Yeah, I, I want his face. I want like you know like plastering everywhere. And then, like you know, make his job and his, like I said, make his work, like make his personal life a living hell. Just like you know, if you feel like you're in bold enough to, you know, say that about somebody, like no, nah, let's let's put you on camera and let's you know let people you know see exactly what you're all about. Oh yeah, put I'll put all your dirty dirty laundry out there. You know, yeah, like let me see, let you no, know, let everybody see exactly what you are, what you're all about. I mean, that's. 
Have you ever had to deal with this stuff at a game that you've been coaching in yet? Yeah, like multiple times. But I like said, I tell kids and parents I fight. Yeah, it kind of like resolves half of the issues. I never forget I was like coaching mid game. What was it like two years ago? And a kid told me a kid, and then their parent told me said something. And I told the kid like, no cap, little white girl told us that hey, I fight kids that shut her up. And then like her dad was like, what did you say? That I said I fight kids and I have no problem fighting 40 year old drunks either because he was smelling like alcohol. He <laughs> shut you, up. You, you're not allowed to drink at a, at a high school game. You know? Yeah, you're not allowed to drink at a high school game. So tell me why you're four years old sitting in a who in a student section, you know, like I said, with your kid of all things, it's like, you know, you would think you'd be at home, you know, doing something more productive with your life mm. than like yelling and screaming like a high schooler. But I mean, nah, that's just par for the course. Like all you can do is just like you hold yourself to a, a higher standard. But sometimes, you know, you got these idiots that but, I mean, think that be because fair, they, you at, they ask, you know, they ask us as coaches and players to hold ourselves to a higher standard. Why can't we hold these fans to a higher standard? Uh, why do they have? Why, why can't they be held to a higher standard? Why can't? Why do we have to be the ones that are you know the grown ups in the room? Uh, a lot of it is because they think, okay, I paid a price to get in here that entitles me to act any way that I want, which is not malarkey. Not yeah, it's not true at all. And then the other half of it is because it's like you got so many people in this generation that are worried about being talked about or being canceled or like whatever the dang problem is nowadays is that like they would much rather you know just sit there and let people just do what they want to do because it's it's the easier thing to do and that's not me i don't care Mm -hmm. i I care less i'm fine with with generic trash talking but like once it gets gets personal uh it gets racial you know and then once it gets physical that's those are lines that you can't cross. You can't do it. And unfortunately, you got a lot of people that don't mind doing that type of stuff. So it's just like, you know, and when it comes down to it, all you can do is like hold yourself to a higher standard. And then once it gets to a certain point, you just let it go. Not let it go, but I mean, you let it, you know, you know, you let them be, let it be known that it's like, I'm not going to tolerate that stuff. And I mean, I, I probably could have said it. I'm trying to climb in the stands. Hey, no. Nah. Just like when I was dealing with, like I said, that little parent combo or whatever. I'm like, I, I don't care. Like, it is what it is. If you don't like it, you know, you don't have to be here. You understand that, right? You don't you don't have to be here. So uh, it don't it don't bother me at all to make her people feel. Me. No. They don't care about yours. That's what I said. <laughs> like, you don't care about how, what I'm doing. It's like, well, hell, why should I care about you? What are your thoughts as the, the fanatic of the group, Lamars? Um, I don't even think shaming them publicly is going to make a difference. Um, I don't think banning them for life is going to make a difference for the fans who think it's okay to even, you know, dump popcorn or spit on people. Like, for for them you actually have to punish them and i i don't know if you can you know take pouring popcorn on someone uh charge them with like assault or something i don't think 
it's going to be that drastic, but like attach fines to it or like, um, I know with Ticketmaster, um, if you buy tickets through Ticketmaster and say you already have tickets to a game and then there's like a cap on how many tickets you can have. Well, how about you actually block this person from Ticketmaster and like be in conjunction, not just ban him from one arena, ban yeah, him from Yeah, because he can go somewhere else and do what he just did. Right. Right. So ban him from everything. Um, Ticketmaster is able to track not only by email, but also by credit card and by name and address, which is messed up because I've, I've been blocked a couple of times um, from buying parking passes of all things. Um, but that sort of thing, and I don't know if you can attach fines um, to tickets and be like, okay, this is our code of conduct in order to attend this event. This is what you have to do if you don't follow these rules there's this that the other fines well and how you can know, you enforce those fines i mean that's that's a another thing you know i don't know if you can attach it to like say when you purchase your tickets your charge will be or your cart will be charged x amount if you break this you know this rule yeah, they, they but, already have your card on file so it's like when right it's so when you check into a hotel room and from the mini bar like it's going to just get charged you automatically so that's i i guess that's just my thing um and and i say that publicly shaming them doesn't work because if you look at um and this is like a drastically different um situation but look at the events that happened in january where they stormed the capitol yeah. And the person, I, I vividly remember the guy that I guess was inside the Capitol building at the picture and yeah. with the flag. Um, do y'all know his name? No. If you saw him on the street, would you recognize him to like publicly shame him again? No. No. And, and that's like something that was headline news for weeks, you know? So just putting them out there in the media, you know, that's, that's cool that the people that know him are aware, but yeah. I don't think that actually changes his behavior. So, I mean, and you know, it's when, when I was younger, uh, we all remember the mouse at the palace, obviously. Uh, I thought, you know, that was, Ron Artest, you know, he, he was like a goon. I didn't like what happened. But when you go back and look at, you know, what the, what actually happened, what, what events actually transpired, I don't blame him for jumping into the stands. This person thinks they can just do what they want. Yeah, because to an athlete, just because of the fact that, like, you paid a, a ticket entry fee that doesn't give you the right to like you know like there's still people at the end of the day like i yeah. i severely don't like kevin durant like i really don't like i and everybody knows that i don't like kevin durant at all but that doesn't mean that like if i if i were to go watch him in person yeah, yeah i probably call him a snake probably call him a you know couple select choice words that you know I wouldn't care I'd say it to him in the face if we were in the street just because like that's what I think he is yeah. but I would never go as far as to like dehumanize him over a game you know what right. I'm saying like yeah it's like I cannot agree with the fact that like I think that you're a little snitch for you know 
running away, you know, and not like leading the team to a championship. But that doesn't mean that I don't value your your humanship. You know what I'm saying? Right. Not enough to like, you know, call you out of your name. Like that's that's why I think that people start to like act stupid when it comes to that. Like, yeah, as long as it's in the realm of sports, like it's like it's literally it's okay because like we do that all the time. It's like we, we we compete over video games and we trash talk each other. You know what I'm saying? But like you don't see me calling nobody like no daggum like Jewish slur because I I lost in a freaking yeah. game of you know COD. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's it, there there's levels to it. So yeah, I guess um, I could see this being an issue. Um, you say that you you want to keep it in the realm of sports. Well, you have the Knicks fans like at the very start of the game chanting Trey is balding. Is that considered too far since it's not really in the realm of sports if we're, we're talking about, you know, and, and I don't think he's that, you know, sensitive right. to where he, right. he cares no, that that's, much. But that's but, different. That's that's not. Yeah, it's like we're not, we're, you, you didn't like, it's not like, it's not like when Kevin Kevin Garnett said that Charlie Villanueva was cancerous to his team and the man got diagnosed with stage two pancreatic cancer. Like we're not. We're not saying that. It's not like his, like if you if you if he was losing hair because he was having chemo treatments, that yeah, would be that's that's but if he's far, just balding because he's balding like you are Lamoris, then you know it's, it's... <laughs> Wow, shots yeah. fire. But I'm saying like the way that you're gonna you have to take that ticket like, back. <laughs> oh <laughs> wow. Yeah, like the way that you be calling out like LeBron and stuff for him balding, like I mean that's that's funny. I mean because like it's true. That's but, like that's you're not in the realm of trash, to appropriate trash talk. Yeah, like and, I mean that that's fine. And I I just see it being an issue because you never know how a player is going to take it. So I know if if I was trash talking, like I may say some stuff that's like teetering on the edge. Yeah. But if I would have said that stuff to Kyrie Irving. He would throw his seat fit, but that—that's—that's that, you. That's 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 on them. That's not on. That's not on the fan. That's not on. You know, if you if you can't trash if you can't handle trash talking that's within the realm of true trash talking and not disrespectful. That's that's on you. That's no, not. It's a personal problem. Like you, you've got like as an athlete, you know, every every single last one of us have, have played sports. Like playing in front of hostile high school crowds, you hear all types of stuff. People talk about your mama. People talk about your girlfriend if you had one. People talk about anything that you know that's going on with your body and stuff like that. Like uh, until until people are chanting tough to fire you it's not too far like yeah i mean, I, mean yeah, I, I, I don't you i'm sure you have gotten those chants once or twice you know just to fire the head coach nah from I, your own I think fans. That, I, I think you can chant to fire somebody well, that's what i'm saying like, that's, if, if that's what that's within the realm of okay of of chanting like we talking about your hairline or how trash your game is that's within the realm as well 
like very pretty much if my if I let my players like say it on the sideline, it's pretty much it's good with me because it's like I mean I can't sit there and act like a perfect angel. Hey, right. uh, when I've been playing, I've called out people about how they look. I've called out people about how they play. It's like, bro, if you trash, like we gonna tell you, like you trash right now. Like it just you can't don't get mad about it, bro. Yeah. It just is what it is. Prove me wrong. I mean, it was like uh, you remember uh, Gerald Ford, uh, receiver that played at BSU when we were working there, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was he 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 was that type of trash talker. Like he wouldn't say anything about your mom, your sister, whatever. He'd just say, Hey 14, hey 14, and just loudly scream, You suck. And that was the end of it. Like he kept it within the realms of the game. He didn't make it personal. And he actually was good, so he could trash talk all he wanted. I'm glad I wasn't good at sports because I'd be saying some foul stuff. <laughs> Like that's what I'm especially like trash talk. If you actually like as a player, like fans are different, but like if you're a player that's trash talking, don't be trash talk being your only game. Like if, if all you can do is trash talk somebody, you shouldn't be on, you, you, you shouldn't be trash talking. I mean, part of that is a mental game though. Oh no, you're right. Cause I, I know good and well that if, if I play solo in basketball right now, I probably lose, but I'm still going to trash talk as if I'm going to, you know. Yeah. 7 0 I'm easy easy claps I remember this was the way uh I think it was back in it was I think it was 2012 uh the year VSU won the national championship we had West Dow in our uh region and they're still in VSU's region now and trash talking was their game like they get they they, they got you out of your headspace that's how they won and that's how they they beat beat us the first time we played them in the regular season because we got in our head, we started talking with John back with them. And that just got them more riled up and got them to play more while we got out of our comfort zone. And then when we played them in the playoffs, we didn't listen to the talk and we just played and we, we kept our mouth shut and we we ran them off the field and went on to win a national championship. So, I mean, it's got, you've got to understand, you've got to, you've got to understand how trash talk affects you as a player and use that. Like if, if you have to block it out to be good, do that if you got to use the trash talk to elevate your game do that but you've got you can't play to somebody else's game with that um and i think that's something that Kyrie does is he he lets he he lets you know the other guys get in his head and that holds him back from being a you know a tier one player i, I don't even that's think true. it's track trash talk that messes with Kyrie. Kyrie's battling whole other demons that's inside of his head you know right well i'm gonna say that um, that's what I mean. goes, the trash talk gets to him because of how his what his mental space is right now that i guess well i i get that but um i don't blame trash talk for his game even if he's having a bad game i don't blame trash talk i blame his his just all of his mental right. stuff because I, I think when he gets on the court outside of his little hissy fit for saying the n-word <laughs> um but uh when he gets on the court he should be able to block that out regardless like anything right. that anybody right. says he's been in the league long enough to be able to just like block out noise I don't right. see how you make it as an NBA player I think his own personal life is what hinders him more so than anything trash talk related like right. that's 
but you know he hasn't had any personal days off recently wonder how that works it's just playoff time uh but on on the note of Kyrie Irving uh, I saw this question online um and I thought I'd bring it to y'all which big three in their primes would you take uh D Wade LeBron and Bosch or Harden KD and Kyrie Um, Don't ask me that because my answer is pretty obvious. Well, yeah, we know what your answer was going to be with that. Are we, Mine is the are we asking, situation. Are, are we asking who's the most talented or who would win? Because that's that's going to be two totally. Yeah, well, let's ask both questions then. Yeah, who who who's more talented? The <laughs> most talented would, one is, would be is the, Steph Durant and, and right. Kyrie. Yeah, that's the most talented. They're not going to win anything, though. Right. Not against those right. other ones. Like, I'm that, sorry. That's that's my take on it. In the real world, I'm taking LeBron, D Wade, and Bosch. If we're playing 2K, you know, and I'm picking between these two two lineups, take the Nets because rankings, talent-wise, ratings. When you put into a computer simulation, the Nets are the better team. Uh, but yes, yeah, in real life, Miami Heat wins that seven game series oh that's me like there's no why i mean there's nobody i think that can stop prime lebron and all those guys that's just that's just me my opinion but you know somebody will say that i'm being biased but like from top to bottom like you got the leadership and then you got now you got two closers on the same team that's the that's the part about it that nobody wants to say like i'm sorry but if I, if we're talking about in this realm or this stage of basketball, and Dwayne Wade is perfectly healthy, like Chris Bosh, perfectly healthy, can guard Kevin Durant. Like, which one of those two is going to guard LeBron and prime Dwayne Wade? Like, I just it yeah. it, it doesn't work out. Well, the issue with the the Nets big three is two of the three don't really play defense. Exactly. And like LeBron finished what top five every year he was in Miami and deep like you know and defensive player of the year. Dwayne Wade is what top five and blocks at, at for a guard all time. And Chris Bosch was a good defensive player in his own right when he was in his prime too. It's just that deep on the defensive and the offensive side of the ball, it's like yeah, I don't know how you lose. I, I, that's me personally. I don't know how you beat that with any of those other teams. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think you're right. That's just, I mean, definitely talent-wise, the Nets got it. But as far as execution, you, you can't beat those three for execution. I, I think one thing that um, I guess we can somewhat recognize right now Kyrie and Harden will never be able to have games where they both go off at the no, same time. They're not um, built for that. That, that. that team's not built for that. And and unfortunately, if if you were just you know building a team, and I, I think the Celtics have the same issue that Solo talks about, where uh, what's his name, Jason Tatum and um, Jalen Brown kind of play the same role. I think 
Harden and Kyrie kind of play the same role. And yes, um, Kyrie can play off ball if we need it, but you know, in building a team, I would rather have three players that are all three strong players, but play like straightforward different roles than a team where three players are really great, but you know, you have two players that kind of, eh, and you know, I, I it's kind of different for, for them. All right, I feel like we're kind of, you know, on the same page with that. We'll move on here. Something a little bit more fun outside the box than we normally talk about. Uh, I just baseball. Saw... No, not baseball. Oh, something God. fun. Something fun. <laughs> the top 20 college towns best and worst for bar scenes. So the top 20, the, the, the 20 best and the 20 worst college towns for bar scenes. You had to guess who was the number one best bar scene. I would say, um, honestly, I would put Athens in there You're for correct. bars. Georgia yeah. is number one on this list. West Virginia. Let's see, West Virginia. I, I don't think West Virginia has bars. They have like a uh, sorority fraternity road. That's, yeah, the, the house party is there. Yeah. Yeah, they're not on this list on best or worst. Uh, I'll run through uh, the best here and see if they have any surprises. So we got number one is Georgia, number two is Texas, number three, Wisconsin, number four, Colorado, number five, Iowa, number six, Vanderbilt, number seven, Michigan State, number, number eight, Syracuse, number nine, Arizona State, number 10, Illinois, number 11, Ohio State, number 12, Florida, Number 13, TCU. Number 14, South Carolina. Number 15, UCLA. Number 16, Missouri. Number 17, Rutgers. Number 18, FSU. Number 19, Indiana. And number 20, Michigan. Anybody you feel like you're surprised that they're in the top 10, top 20 of best? Vandy. Well, also, you got to think about where Vandy is. I mean, I get it, but, but... Yeah. Maybe the maybe the, the white boy bar scene in Nashville, but it's still it's still a good bar scene. I don't know. I was shocked Ohio State's so far down. I would have expected them to be up a little bit higher, but yeah. I'm surprised that Iowa's in the top five. But I mean I guess there's not really anything else to do but go to bars. Yeah. And Wisconsin. I'm not too surprised with Colorado, considering what's legal in Colorado. Uh, but we'll move on to the worst ones, uh, unless there's anything else y'all want to say about that. The best bar scenes. Nah, God, Austin should be up there if their bars don't burn down or go out of business. This is true, but also I think this is just, uh, it just right. it's just FBS. There's nothing else I see on these lists. Uh, I'm going to start from 20 and work my way up to number one number 20 for worst bar scenes Ole Miss 19 NC State number 18 Alabama 17 Minnesota 16 A&M 15 Kansas State 14 Cal 13 Texas Tech 12 Virginia Tech 11, Mississippi State, 
Number 10, Oregon State. Number nine, Purdue. Number eight, Duke. Number seven, Notre Dame. Number six, Utah. Number five, Clemson. Number four is Stanford. Number three, Baylor. Number two, Wake Forest. And number one, BYU. Uh, I was about to say, if BYU wasn't on that list, I... It's a suspect list without them on it. But I, get, I think it makes sense for those schools. Oh, yeah. I mean, Notre Dame being a private Catholic school, uh, right. there are probably a lot of house parties there, and they don't want to have a, a big bar scene. Uh, so that's not surprising. And then, obviously, all the other major academic schools of Wake Forest and Duke, uh, Purdue. Um, surprised Clemson's at number five, honestly. I mean, I didn't think they'd be one of the best, but I didn't think they'd be one of the worst either. But you have to think of what was in Clemson, South Carolina. That's true. Outside of outside of Clemson, you right? Know? Um, I think part of um, having a good bar scene is having the options and having yeah near like big cities. I I know Athens isn't the biggest city, but I I think it's significantly larger than Clemson. I would have thought that Georgia Tech would have been on the best list just because they're in Atlanta. Um, nah. Uh, I, I think also Georgia Tech, you have to think of what um, bars are around Georgia right, Tech. Right, right. Mid, Midtown's um, not the the spot, really. It's much a different clientele that's in Midtown than in the surrounding areas of Atlanta. I mean, BYU wasn't a shock. Wake Forest wasn't a shock. Do you think Alabama's spot is right, Solo? 18 yeah, because we're, we're crazy, but they're not that crazy. There, is it mostly house parties in Alabama? I think so. Like, Tuscaloosa, don't get me wrong, like, it's it's okay, but it's like Durham and Duke. Like, There's nothing. Like, Tuscaloosa is like a really bad city. Outside of like the campus of yeah. the University of Alabama, like that, that's it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? A couple times that we went there, uh, we were doing because we were doing walkthroughs there before we played uh, West Al. Um, I think Valdosta is a better college town than Alabama on than Tuscaloosa, honestly. Like, it's more they do. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you honestly you take out the athletics aspect of Tuscaloosa going to the games and stuff like that. I mean, it's not that exciting of a town, honestly. Uh, I can agree with that. Yeah. Uh, but we will move on to the NFL. That was just a fun little aside that we decided to do. Uh, Julio is starting to pick up steam. Um, I'd like to give uh, insider goat status officially to uh What's his name? Uh, it is with with uh, Colin Coward. Who's the guy that works with, with that does the debate show with Colin Coward? Shannon uh, Sharp. Shannon Sharp. Yeah. For calling. You mean Skip Bayless? Oh, no. Yeah, Skip Bayless. Yeah, that's what I meant. Skip yeah. Bayless. Skip Bayless. Yeah, yeah. White guys that work for Fox Sports One. They they all roll together. It's fine. They all they all roll together. But uh, yeah, Shannon Sharp. Uh, Calling Julio Jones live on air, ask him if he's if he's not going to be in Atlanta, if he's going to go where he's going to go, all that type of stuff. Uh, 
Julio claims that he didn't know he was on live air. My thing is, you know, if you're boys enough with Shannon Sharp that you're willing to talk that freely with him, you should know what time of day that he's doing his show. And so the BS of you didn't know that he was on air. I, I would like to say also that in between takes, especially on commercial breaks, they do reach out to people. Um, and that's how they get insider knowledge. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I can believe that Julio really didn't know. But um, but hey, I'm out of here. Shame on Shannon Sharp. <laughs> but I mean, this actually might be legal trouble for Fox Sports right now. Right. Um, if any of y'all saw that movie a couple years back uh, about the the football player that got wrongly accused of uh, sexual assault and all the things he did to try to clear his name. State of California, which is where the show was, it's in Los Angeles. Um, you cannot record anybody without their consent and use it for, for public knowledge. So anything, you know, in the realm of those activities. Uh, so this is legitimate. Um, if he didn't know, uh, I mean, I can just ruin his relationship with, you know, with athletes. Which you yeah, know, they're you not going to trust him that. whenever he calls at this point. But, huh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, yeah. it sucks for Julio, but I mean, it's like, it's not like, you know, you said anything that anybody was surprised by. That's right. I love, his, no his, I love to shot at, at Dallas when he's like, are you going to go to Dallas? Like, no, man, I want to go somewhere where I can win. Hey, don't blame him. Like, I want to go somewhere I can win too. Uh, I, I mean, those are, those are that. That's an insight into the real conversations. Like when when the media asks you, ask them, you know, oh, I just, you know, I just want to be somewhere where I'm wanted, or you know, whatever. But when you have that honest phone call that are between, that's between a former player and a current player, you get those real answers. Uh, that you know, that aren't you know, to avoid trap questions it's the straight up yeah no i don't want to be there anymore i want to be somewhere i can win i want to go so i'm i'm, I'm out of there i'm done you wouldn't have got that if he knew he, if he knew if you know he was in a different setting if he was you know in a press conference i'd be very politically correct um but at the end of the day we're not surprised by anything he said i mean we we all knew that you know he was gone um and there was no pushback of him saying anything that he was like no i want to stay in atlanta i want to be you know i want to retire falcon all that there was no discussion of that at all so for him to come out and say yeah i don't want to be there anymore i want to go somewhere i can win that's that's not anything that we're shocked by to be fair, he wanted to leave, you know, years ago before he signed that contract. Yeah. But he wanted to get paid also. Yeah. Um, Can't so blame him for it, wanting to get paid. No, he deserves the money for sure. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I don't think this is any news. We know he's going to be traded June 2nd. Um, for him to even say anything, you know, mm-hmm. as as bad as it looks for Shannon, um, 
calling him without knowing, supposedly. Um, but you know, everybody knows. Yeah, you know, there's nothing that's cool to be. I mean, I, and I don't think Julio's the type of guy to like bring those that that right. the the legal actions against Fox Sports One. The only thing that this did was hurt the Falcons. Because I, I don't think I don't even think it hurt the Falcons. If, if but if it was going to affect anybody, it would affect the Falcons, knowing that he wants out of there, um, that he's not coming back. That lowers the uh, his value overall because they know that they don't have to, since he wants to be gone, and the team does want to trade him. They don't have teams don't have to offer the farm just to get him. But I, I think he's still. You know, wanted by teams. No, no, I'm not saying it's still going to come into. It's going to go down to a bidding war because if if they got the offer that they really wanted to begin with, they would have traded him. You know, before the draft. But they couldn't do that because of the the salary cap situation. Well, yeah, but you still could have traded him at the draft uh, to get uh, more picks or or whatever the case. Read in terms for you know this you know following this situation so well, who knows right but, but they they supposedly didn't have a deal that they wanted and if they're if they're wanting a first round pick they have that offer now mm-hmm. supposedly from the patriots but we'll see yeah i wouldn't like that move i mean it's a good move for julio i just don't want to see success in new england but you know, that's uh, just me. with with those quarterbacks there i don't think there's going to be that much success I don't want any okay. success from I want them to be to go seven and nine every single year. If Cam starts, it's it's nine and seven. If Matt uh seven and nine. We're good. <laughs> we're we're, that we're was good. Terrible. Oh absolutely terrible. All right, so we'll move on to the petty moment of the week, partly because my petty moment of the week deals with the NFL still, so it makes it a good transition here um and i'm sure this is something that we wanted to talk about anyways aaron Rodgers is basically burning every bridge that he wants to in green bay and i'm here for it everyone's like where's he's the ota started this week and he wasn't there which he doesn't need to be there i think he's been there long enough doesn't have to go to otas but for some reason now it's a story and while all that's going on he decides to drop decides to drop pictures of him with his fiance and another couple in Hawaii. Good for him. Yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah. I mean that 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 is petty. That is, you know, like while everyone else working, he's the he's out there with a fiance half his age. Not half his age, maybe. Legit half, like legit twenty like eleven years younger than she older yeah. than she is. Yeah. You know, living his best life, looking like the I, uh, the the cool uncle that chaperoned the uh, college spring break trip because nobody could that nobody was old enough to reserve the hotel room. I'll give him props because he went on. Uh, I think it was uh, what's his name, Pat McAfee's podcast or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, um, and he specifically mentioned that. Uh, he has no ill feelings towards Jordan Love, and oh, that you know, was he I think, was talking to Kenny Mayne on ESPN. Okay, I, yeah. 
Um, Vinatieri went on Pat McAfee's show and announced his retirement. Gotcha. So I, I want to give him at least props for saying that because if you think about it in Jordan Love's shoes, yeah, um, he didn't choose to choose to be in the situation, right? And he's kind of stuck between okay, I can't even go to him to develop because he's going to think I'm trying to take his job, right? But you know, it, it, it's a bad situation to come into as a rookie, right? Especially when they traded up to get him. Um, so I, I at least appreciate that from yeah. Aaron Rodgers. I was no, I, I respect everything he's done in the past couple of weeks. I mean, to be honest with you. I mean, he's just he's 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 going to get his at this point. I mean, if if they had let him go for it on fourth down, you know, and then he he lost it. They let put the game in his hands. I I would be less on his side, but they didn't they didn't put their their MVP. NFL MVP, they didn't put the ball in his hands to win the game. And I can understand why you'd be frustrated with that situation. Um, but, I mean, you also got to remember, the, the backlash is mostly coming from the Green Bay fan base because they're a, it's a blue-collar town. You know, you wake up 5 o'clock in the morning, put your work clothes on, grab your lunch pail, and you go to work. And that's it. You, you work, you know, eight hour, 10 hour days and you come home and that's it. So though I don't agree with their backlash, I can understand where they're coming from because they're, it's just the, the mentality of that town is you get up, you go to work, you go home and that's it. You work hard and you know, what you get. You can tell them that um, like this ain't, the, this is the real world. It don't yeah. work that way. No. It's it's also in Green Bay, you can you can work at a fact a forty hour week factory and and you know you get you still get treated better than you know other places around here, you know, but different situations, way different situations. What's your all's petty moments for this week? Can we talk about how uh, Jay Crowder? Um, just needs to retire from the NBA at this point. Um, I, I don't know what LeBron did to hurt him. I think it was when like they were on the Cavs and Bron orchestrated them getting traded mid-season so he could make cat room so he could go to the Lakers the following season, which we kind of all knew what LeBron was like planning on doing. Like it wasn't like a you know a secret. Right. But like Jay Crowder's gotten really butt hurt over the last couple of years. So like this is what I don't get. Jay Crowder calls the Lakers championship ring fake. Even though he was in the finals with a chance to win on the other team and couldn't get it done. So you you go and you call the ring fake, but the ring wouldn't have been fake had you won. So you say this in a game, in a in a championship, I mean, in a, in a playoff series. And you, you just don't poke the bear when the bear doesn't want to play. Because I really don't feel like LeBron wanted to play that first game. Yeah. Then you come out and then you say, hey, your ring is fake. Y'all suck. He says to him and Anthony Davis. And then not only do you lose, it's like they repeatedly pick on you in the fourth quarter so much that you got Andre Drummond like mimicking LeBron's moves and every because everybody in their mom knows what LeBron's about to do and you still can't stop him. Yeah. <sighs> Jay Crowder sounds like 
the girl you broke up with before you get together with a girl that you eventually marry and tries to show up at your wedding in a wedding dress. Because he can't get over the fact that he, he, he wasn't with you. She wasn't with you. It's like it's just that that's to me that that just seemed very petty to me. It's like, you know, the championship ring was fake, but you was playing for the quote unquote fake championship oh, yeah. ring. Like <laughs> I'm sorry, like it just it kind of makes me laugh. It's like, bro, you was on the other side. So like if you would have won, would the ring still be fake? And I think that's what AD told him. He was like, Didn't we beat you for that ring? Didn't we beat you for that ring? So excuse me. I'm I'm sorry. I just thought I thought that was drastically funny oh yeah that was great what you got Lem um this is like a delayed I guess you could say petty moment yeah um if y'all remember two years ago Russell Westbrook got into it with some um fans with the jazz and basically they were making racial slurs or whatever yeah and he basically went up to them and said I'll fuck you up um, oh, well, that was funny. Sorry. Well, the two fans decided to sue him for $100 million due to emotional stress. Um, Please tell which me. Which is the, crazy. The, the, the court threw that out. Please. They did. Yeah. They, they just tossed the case, um, I think, oh. a day or two ago. But that's just like... So you, you start talking trash to somebody and you make it racial. And now you're upset that he's making you know just set you (laughs) don't if you don't want the smoke (laughs) i'm sorry most of these guys if if if, if, although i don't agree with a lot of things westbrook says most of these he said when he said after the popcorn situation most of these guys would not walk up to you up to a professional athlete on the street and say or do the things to them that they do when they're sitting in the stands. Exactly. I, I'm sorry. I don't care how terrible of a human being I think Russell Wilson, Westbrook could become. I mean, I like he's that bad of a human being. I think he's got some things to work on. But at the end of the day, he's not. The, but if he was, you know, a god awful, terrible human being, I wouldn't walk up to him on the street either. I still wouldn't walk up and you know spit in his face. I wouldn't walk up say anything against him because there's no security there to stop him at that point. And he's 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 athletic enough that he gets one swing in my face. I'm probably going to the hospital. Like we, we are, people got to remember that these athletes they are you know six four six five. You know what I'm saying like, like they, they Westbrook huge. doesn't look tall on the court because he's against he's standing next to guys that are seven feet tall. Like <laughs> exactly. He's he's not five right. ten. He's not the same height as you. He still towers over the, even though he's one of the shorter players in the NBA. Remember that. Uh, but with that, we will move on to final thoughts. Go ahead, fellas. Pitchers need to stop cheating in baseball. That is all. <laughs> no. Who was cheating? I don't know what happened. Who cheated? Make the game fun. Who was who was using uh, pine tar? Oh, it wasn't pine tar this time. Um, it's not even one person. It's it. Well, it is pine tar. Pine tar, and pine? sunscreen, and whatever else they could get their hands on. 
I, I'm talking specifically about um, the pitchers who have been using foreign substances on their hats, on their gloves, um, just to increase their spin rate, and it makes hitters look bad. Uh, I don't know if y'all realized, but there's been like four different no hitters this year yeah. already, and we're what two yeah. months into the season. And you're saying that you those know, were that, enhanced situations, to, right? Okay. Um, and everybody knows it. There's there's video evidence for it, but to get into that point where you have trash pitchers just becoming like Cy Young candidates um, just because they're using foreign substances. But, you know, hitters can't jack up on steroids. So. I will say me, this, you know, though. Either me. I will say this about baseball, though. It's like baseball has a plethora of problems other than the fact that they're doing that, that they need to fix in order to make baseball, like, fun. So, I mean, I'm like, I, I guess I'm just someone that's not a baseball purist. I just don't want to be bored watching a damn sport for three hours or however long it takes the well, game to go. Well, that's just, part of the I, issue. I really think that was part of the issue. The, that players can't hit the ball because pitchers are cheating so much. So it's like, it's just unbearable to watch. I, I mean, I don't even watch games unless I'm there in person, to be quite honest. No, I, and I feel you. And I guess it, it's like counterproductive to what you're saying because like I know that you're saying something like totally different. I'm just like on the on the path of like, you know, like I can see like why pitchers cheat. I don't agree with it. But I mean, it's like you got a sport that is like, bro, it's think about this. Like the un, some of the unwritten rules in baseball, like when it's a no hitter, like I can't bunt. Even let's like so let's say I can't bunt even though the defense is shifted in a particular way in order for me to stop that no hitter because that's quote unquote like you know against no, you the unwritten rule, huh? You, you can't you can bunt especially if they throw a shift on you like that. But, no, but I'm just saying. But like you're yeah. saying that, but like the unwritten rules in baseball say that you right. can't and. Like, I think that that's just, like, one of the biggest things that, like, you know, is holding the sport back. If you don't want to see all this type of stuff happen, like, take away some of the unwritten rules. Like, make it fun to hit. I mean, then that way viewership gets to see, like, the bat flips and all this stuff. And, like, nobody wants to sit there and watch a freaking no-hitter. Like, you'll be more inclined to get pitches to do the right thing if there isn't more praise for a no hitter than you know somebody getting bashed for doing a, a simple bat flip like i can get it in like little league and in college but like but these are grown men like i i want to be entertained when i watch a sport i mean that's just, just, that's, though, just that's, that's that's already changed there people are have doing bat flips like um yeah have you watched recently look at yes. tim anderson on the white Sox. Look at Acuna. Look at um, Tatis. Depends on the on the like, pitcher that's in the game and the and the and the manager as far yeah. as the, how that goes. Also, it's not just the bat flip that that it's not the bat flip. If it's the bat flip and then it's a very slow jog around the bases, like you're soaking it up, and it's not a walk off. That's that's when the when the the beaming happens. But even if. I, I would say even if they get beamed, 
um, you don't aim at their heads. No, know? no, no. I, and there's I, been an unusual amount of players who have been, yeah, that have been got ribs, or hit back. in the head. Yeah. Legs, you know, any anything. But, no, I, no, um, I, no, I agree with that. Say, wait, if you're uh, self-police, but don't end somebody's career because you want to self-police them. Right. But I, I think baseball is progressing in the sense of the old heads are leaving. But unfortunately, Tony La Russa still has a job. Um, yeah, I don't know how that's that's the case. Yeah. But, um, but, you know, it may get there at some point. Wow, bro. All right, Solo, what's your final thoughts? Uh, yeah, don't set your car alarm off in the white neighborhood. Um, <laughs> I sat on the horn. <laughs> Good job. I thought it was mine. And so I went over there and held it. Then mine went off. So now you got like three or four car alarms going off. My bad. Well, two. Uh. All right. Yeah, nah. My final thoughts are, um, yeah, make all sports fun. Uh, give me something the, uh, to watch while I'm on TV. Get the Bryce Harper hat that says make baseball fun again. Yes. Like make me make me feel a part of the game you know what i'm saying like let me go back to like you know having fun like how i was when i was a kid like let me see like the lone charge ups at the mound let me you know like show off like like just make the sport like interesting like because i don't i don't mind baseball i really don't but like baseball has gotten to the point to me where it's like jesus like i just want to see something something from everybody, not just like get the old generation away from me. I don't give a dang about decency or anything like that. Let's just have fun. Have fun. All right, have fun. Uh, I went to a, a minor league baseball game last night uh, for the first time in a while. Let's get back to minor league baseball. That's that's good stuff right there. Winnet Stripers which I still don't like that name, but we, uh, we left after the sixth inning. They were up eight to two and then it started to rain. So we got out of there, but don't forget about minor league baseball. You got, you know, cheap seats, cheap food. Well, it's getting a little bit more expensive these days, but you know, it's still cheaper than going to a regular ballpark. And you got guys, you know, really trying because they're trying to make the show. So you, you see a lot of, you don't have a lot of guys just resting on their laurels. So it's it's quality game to watch, um, and yeah. Uh, please continue to rate and review us on your various podcast providers. Help us expand this. We can only do this by word of mouth, really. So reach out to people that you know that would like this. Um, you know, we we make jokes about having just a few followers, but we do really want this to become something. Uh, we enjoy talking to each other each week about this and and sharing it with y'all. Uh, so we definitely want this to continue and to grow, uh, but we do need your help uh, moving forward with that. So share share links to our, our podcast page. Uh, talk to people about it. Rate and review us, uh, preferably five stars, um, just so we can get our name out there as much as possible. Um, but with that, uh, we'll call it uh, 
have a good week. Teachers, enjoy your well-deserved summer, except for those in the northern part of the country that are still going to be going on for a couple more weeks. Keep the faith. It does end. Uh, with that, we'll get out of here, and we'll see you next time. This has been Off the Cuff Sports. Adios, amigos. See ya.